Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, Go to four82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, like, divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. All right, everybody. It's the Working Fans Combat Cast with a man called David Chevarudi. And Chevy, end of the year episode, man. Glad I talked you into doing this. This is fun. I enjoy yeah. This. It's been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been getting better, I think. I really enjoy it. Well, wait, why don't you let's get it out of the way. Tell people what they got. Right now, we only know what's happening next week. So right next week we're gonna be doing our predictions for the forthcoming year, the twenty twenty two prediction show. Yeah. So we'll tell you what we think. Who's gonna stay champ? Who might lose their belt? Mm-hmm. Who they could win, you know. Uh, you know, we'll just give you some thoughts. But yeah, man. One quick fan question. Randy Osga always sending us that stuff in. He asked, what was the better knockout over the weekend? Derek Lewis over Dukakis? Or was it Jake Paul over Woodley? I know I talked to you about this already. I think we're in agreement. It's got to be Jake Paul. I was a little more shocking. I didn't expect him. We both thought Woodley would actually lay him out. He was going to come into And man, you know, it's like, you're never going to sell me until this guy beats a top boxer. That, you know, like he's just that great of a fighter still, but I am recognizing there is a certain skill level that he has. This is a con. He still is fighting guys that aren't really boxers and he's bringing them in. And they're world. 40 years old. Yeah. Yeah. But he's working hard to have enough skills to fight combat athletes nonetheless. So I'll give him some do. <laughs> yeah. Obviously he has the power. Yeah, you know, that was a very clean, devastating knockout. I mean, Woodley landed on his face. I saw people online saying that, you know, it was fake and Woodley took a dive or whatever. If you're going to take a dive, you're not going down face first into the mat. So I don't buy that. But yeah, like you said, Jake's got to fight some boxers or whatever. But I mean, he is has only been boxing for like two or three years or something like that. So he, he needs to progress at a reasonable pace. I think he's doing that. He was supposed to fight a boxer and the boxer pulled out. So he fought Woodley and I didn't watch the fight. I heard it was pretty boring. Both guys are giving each other a little bit too much respect. So that's on Woodley again, I think. Yeah. I I assume he 
knew that he could get knocked out, so that's why he didn't press forward. But uh, I think that was his best opportunity to win. He has now lost six fights in a row. So I, he said he wanted to fight four times next year. I think he should hang him up personally. But I mean, yeah, he just got paid. A, yeah, he paid a ridiculous amount of money. Brand new Rolex from Jake. Yeah. You know, go make some more shitty rap music. <laughs> Enjoy your life. Yeah. Hey, odds on favorite, I heard the other day. I can't remember who it was. It might have been MMA Junkie, but Jake Paul's next opponent will be Anderson Silva. If that happens, Anderson Silva, I we talked about this before. I mean, we both said Anderson Silva. I still stand by that. But I got to say, I definitely give Paul a puncher's chance a little bit in this one after seeing his power and knowing Silva in MMA has a chin that, you know, he can be knocked out. That being said, as I say that, I think Silva actually is one of the fighters that Jake Paul's not going to have a size advantage over. He's had a size advantage over all his other opponents. That's right. And Silva is definitely probably the slicker boxer. I say Silva gets it done. Yeah, I don't know. I I I feel like this guy is like, you know, back when Connor was proving everybody wrong a little bit and just under a different set of rules, obviously. But fuck, if that fight happens, I think Silva, I say he gets him out early too. Round one, round two. I don't know. Yeah, I think he embarrasses Jake, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's not a not a good fight for him. That's not a good progression. I mean, Silva beat a you know world champion boxer in Cesar Chavez Jr. Mm-hmm. And then did what he was supposed to against Tito Ortiz. Right. And right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jake's gonna, that's a, I mean, so let's play devil's advocate. Let's say that fight does happen and he beats Anderson Silva. Mm. Hey, there's no denying him now. Like, yeah. okay. Then he, you put him in there against like a legitimate good boxer after that, for sure. I, I don't see that happening, but. I think the Tommy Fury fight could still happen if, you know, Tommy wants to do it just because of the name and everything like that. And assuming, you know, he gets by that, which I'm not saying he wouldn't if he can beat Silva. He's certainly capable of it. I think then, yeah, like he's probably, he'll be 6-0, and right, at that point. Mm. So, yeah, I got to say he's going to get a, a real opponent. It won't be Mayweather because I think Mayweather's just too small. that They wouldn't be able to work that. So my guess is... Yeah, there'll be some kind of fight. What is he fighting at anyway? Uh, I think he weighs like 190 or something like that. Yeah. I just don't see him beating Anderson Silva. Though. I, I'd love to know what the odds are for that fight. If that's really going to be his next fight, say he doesn't fight Tommy Fury, I think he should fight Tommy Fury still. So I think that's a good progression for him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, we'll see. Once again, Jake Paul managed to slip into our conversations here a little more. You know, people ask. So, uh, before we get started, we're going to talk about our fight of the year, our male fighter, our female fighter of the year, and we'll talk about some of our favorite fight cards of the year. I think you have favorite finish of the year, which I forgot, but I got one for us. And I'm just going to throw some of my favorite referees of this year, and a lot, a lot of my favorite referees all the time. But in particular, this year, I really beginning to enjoy Jason Herzog's work. I just think he's very direct with the fighters. And, you know, he's always seems to be ready with good stoppages. Same with Mark Smith. Mark Smith is another one that I've really been enjoying. And I think when he's in there, the fighters are safe. And this guy we talk about all the time, I don't think always gets his due. I know Matt Sarah had a problem with him one point over one stoppage. He thought it was over. But Mark Goddard, I think nine times out of ten, is one of the best referees. And there's a lot of other good referees out there, too. But I don't know. I don't know if those guys always get the respect. They deserve. I think those are three of the best. 
I think I would put Chris Tyone up in that list as well. He's, you know, very respectful to the fighters. If you see like, you know, dick shots or eye pokes or whatever, he makes sure that they know that they have time to recover, make sure that they're, you know, fully mentally and physically recovered. You don't see him having a lot of issues with stoppages. That's the big thing about being a referee. Jumping in too early or jumping in too late. And, you know, I don't want to shit on Herb Dean, but you know, he was has been setting the standard or whatever for fights for a while now. Right. I, I'd say he's at this point, he has the most controversies I've seen of you know the big referees at this point. No doubt, no doubt. I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted there. I'm looking I wanted to get into fight cards of the year first. I actually wrote about five of these down. I got a little deep divey on this one. Not too deep divey, but deep divey for me. Joe's like, Dave doesn't deep dive anything. <laughs> what, did, what did you have for your fight card of the year? I'm guessing. Uh, I, so, yeah. I had UFC 261, which was the uh, Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. So Jorge got knocked out in brutal fashion by Usman. Rose versus Whaley. That was when Rose head kicked her and knocked her out. Valentina KO'd Andrade. That was when Weidman's leg got snapped by yeah. Uriah Hall in that like, first 10 seconds. I, of that I had this card down here too, but yeah. yeah. And All Anthony the... Smith KO's Jimmy Crew. Yeah. The beginning of that card. Everything you just mentioned. All crazy stoppages except at that Uriah Hall Weidman thing. Just unbelievable that Weidman would have the same thing that happened to him that he did to Anderson Silva. Yeah. Just crazy. And then Usman knocking out Mazadal was really, for me, it was a coming out thing for Usman because Usman, great volume puncher, and he had that knockout over Burns. But to me, it was kind of like, all right, you know, maybe he caught him. But when he knocked out a guy like Masvidal, a striker, Masvidal, you know, durable, mm-hmm. it's like, Okay, all right. Usman has definitely got the power to lay people out. Yeah, and Usman knocked out Gilbert Burns. It was it was like a jab that he stepped into. You know, that shot he hit Masvidal with was you know just a clean power right hand. The way his head snapped and all the sweat and water flew off him. Oh, yeah, that was that was, that was a uh, iconic picture. Yeah, I I, I, um, I think Nate Diaz used that in a little trolling over Masvidal over the weekend, too. I saw a Twitter exchange where I think Masvidal was taking Nate to school because Nate was criticizing how fighters aren't getting better. And Masvidal said, I was going through this, and it's funny how a guy who can't block leg kicks or, you know, any kind of kicks really is going to put up and not getting better. And then Nate went, that's funny. I found some footage, too. And it's just Masvidal laid out. <laughs> played, Nate. Well played. So, yeah, that was my fight card of the year. I'll give you a few honorable mentions. Really great cards this year. 264, Poirier, McGregor 3, I thought was great. That had Burns and Steven Thompson on it. Ty Duvasa got a, another TKO. Chewy. Uh, yeah, Sean O'Malley versus Chris Montino, who took the fight on short notice. But uh, mainly the wild Poirier-McGregor ending. Great win for Poirier. Connor just... You know, <laughs> that that's where Connor really went downhill for me. Maximum cringe, yeah. Yeah. I also had Porter McGregor, too. That happened this year. Like, I didn't realize, like, wow, both those cards happened this year. That was yeah. even, I thought, a little more fun because that had the Michael Chandler-Dan Hooker match where Chandler caught him, and we had the great interview afterwards. You know, 269 that we just had not too long ago. We already talked about how great that was with 
Charles over there getting uh, Victor Poirier, 268. Usman, Covington, too. Usman and Covington are just such great rivals. I mean, honestly, this card is possibly also – this is really the runner-up. I mean, It was my runner-up also. Yeah, like you had Rose and Whaley in a rematch, much more competitive this time. Maybe the best women's fight all year, too, because I was thinking about it. Like last year we had – Whaley and to Jacek, which was like the woman's fight of all time, just absolutely fabulous fight of the year. Mm-hmm. This year, most of I thought the women performances were mostly dominant. I don't, I didn't find that one crazy, crazy fight. This was the closest thing I thought, which was a very good competitive fight. But mm-hmm. you know, and then Gaethje and Chandler, Chandler. That card, which is you know, we'll talk about our fights of the year coming up. But <laughs> yeah, so some great cards this year. I thought we got, I don't want to say spoiled, but uh, it was definitely some really good shit this year. Absolutely, yeah. All right, let's just get right to fights of the year. I'll kick off this time because I, I have a few. We'll see if you got. I, I throw a little curveball here because we are combat sports. I threw Wild and Fury 3 in this too. I thought about that. Yeah, I mean, great boxing match, back and forth, heavyweight title, everything you could ask for in a heavyweight boxing fight. Really, these two brought us back into boxing a little bit, mm-hmm. and like it, it gets me kind of excited thinking about that. But Usman Kobe too was also a runner-up for me too. That was also just a phenomenal fight. At the end of the day, though, on that same card was Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler, and to me, that was the best fight I've seen in a long, long time. Just two warriors going back and forth. And since Randy Oscar had asked me for a top five MMA, even though I did give you one boxing, Randy, I'm going to throw out Holloway and Cater just because of the sheer performance by Max Holloway. Every time this man like steps in there, it, I mean, it was one-sided, but my God, it was, it was so exciting just to watch what the man was doing. And Chandler and uh, Oliveira, too. That was, a, that was another great back-and-forth matches. So mm-hmm. the two fights that Chandler lost this year, I thought were fight of the year candidates and to meet Gaethy and Chandler not even a question yeah we well we had some similar ones I did a top three so my number one was was Gaethje and and Chandler obviously I wish that fight was five rounds just so we could have got a couple more rounds of it you know I assume they would have went just as hard if it was five rounds based on you know the character of the two guys so that was one of the best fights I've seen of all time definitely fight of the year for me I also put Holloway versus Cater just based on Holloway's sheer performance right. and Cater's, you know, will to stay in there. But, you know, Holloway put on a masterclass for sure. What a shit. And then my number three was a recent fight. It was Clay Guida versus Leonardo Santo. So oh. this is, uh, you know, if we were doing a comeback of the year or whatever, it would be this Clay Guida. He, they could have stopped the fight, honestly. In the first round, he was getting beat up, just doing enough to grab onto legs and stuff to stay in the fight. And Leonardo ended up getting tired, and Clay ended up choking out a very high-level Brazilian black belt in jiu-jitsu. So that was a great back-and-forth come comeback fight. Yeah. Good no, way to end, end the year. No doubt. Just for the record, my number one was Chan Regeci. Usman and Kobe two was number two, and then I had Wilder and Flurry three. I thought you know, throw boxing in there too. Now I didn't do finish of the year, but at the top of my head, it's that one we saw in Bellator. Give a little love to Bellator MMA. Sergio Pettis. I mean, with the come from behind, like he's basically being outclassed for five rounds by Horaguchi. 
and just looks like he doesn't belong. And it's like, okay, he's just not, not ready for this yet. And then, boom, a spinning back fist. Yep. It, looked, it was like the kick kind of went over his head, right? And he turns around, spinning back fist. Yeah. So just shocking. And poor Horiguchi got carried out on a stretcher, but thinks doing okay. He did give us a thumb up on the way out. So, but yeah, incredible come from behind finish. Yeah, that, that was a great finish. Mine was either between the Usman knockout of Masvidal or that Joaquin Buckley spinning back kick that happened this year where he spinning back kicked that guy in the face who was holding his other leg. I, that one's probably got to be number one for me. That was uh, spectacular. That'll be on, you know, all the MMA highlight reels for yes. years to come. Yes, Chevy, I will I will yield here. That I forgot about that one. Not because I didn't do any research on that. So yes, I forgot about that. That's when he, he got his leg caught for our pro wrestling fans. It's basically he's turning around and he kicks him, knocks him out. This looks like something you would see in a pro wrestling match. Like absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that, that that definitely would be a great finish of the year. All right. So let's look at our fighters of the year. We'll go with female first. To me, it's Valentina Shevchenko. And here's why. She's still just outclassing everybody. I don't think you could ask for a better, like, more complete fighter, more dominant. You know, you want to throw some other names in there? I'll give you some runners up. Kayla Harrison. All right. She outclassed everybody in the PFL, won a million dollars. Good on her. She's making some name for herself, getting some buzz. But she still hasn't fought that next level competition she'd find in UFC or even some fights for her in Bellator. So she's not, you know, going to get that. You know, for me, yet Nunez was dominant up until the end of this year, but unfortunately, she was the victim of the upset of the year by Juliana Pena. Pena, great upset, awesome, but that that's a huge upset and that's quite an accomplishment. But to me, if you're just looking at the overall body of work, I still put it on Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, they'd definitely be up there for me too. I'm gonna go with Rose. Just, I mean, she fought Whaley twice this year. So just based based on strength of schedule, I can't yes. give it to Valentina because one of her fights was against Lauren Murphy. So right. she, you know, and Lauren Murphy's tough, and she hang it. She hung in there, and I think she got finished in like the fourth round or something like that. But Rose knocked out Whaley and then beat her in a in a very hard fought five round decision. Whaley is terrifying at that weight class at straw weight. So I think two wins over that gets Rose the nod for me this year. I do like strength of schedule. That's a hell of an argument. Yeah. I might have to yield again. All right. <laughs> Male fighter of the year. This one, it was really, I mean, I have, I, I'll go. I have, I did come up with three. All right. My third guy is Max Holloway. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he didn't know what title, his performances are just off the charts. He is putting just a master class every time he steps in there. And I really feel like this guy is the uncrowned featherweight champion at this point. Like, I like Volkanovski. I think it'll be a great fight. He continues to impress. And I know he has the two wins, although that second one is really arguable, like we talked about. Wins. <laughs> but, man, Max, even that first one is close. Think about it. it was close. Yeah. But, yeah, I just feel like Max is just looking like something special these days. So, I, I threw him in there at number three. And then... It was really down to Usman and Charles Oliveira, but I went with Usman. Charles Oliveira, so exciting. You know, he won the title this year and he defends it. But man, Usman is not only like putting on like exciting performances like he did with Covington. He also knocked out Masvidal. 
And that Gilbert Burns fight was actually earlier this year, too. Usman got three wins in a row, two brutal knockouts, which this was a guy that wasn't knocking anybody out. And he was involved in a competitive fight of the year against Kobe Covington, his rival. Hell of a year as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I wanted to put Holloway, but I didn't want to be a homer. Yep. I thought he put on the most impressive performances in a stacked division, but I did ultimately go with Usman for the same reasons that you did. I use the pound for pound number one right now. I think that that's, you know, rightfully given. He he's strength the schedule again. You know, he's beaten the top guys. Fought. He's on his way all the way up. He's fought the top guys, so he's got to get the nod for me this year. I'd love to see him in some dream fights like with Habib. I know Habib's gone, but man, if Habib was willing to come up to welterweight, him and Usman, wow. Like yeah. that just those are the two of the best I consider. And even though I don't think he could do it right now just because of his legacy, like I would still be excited about GSP at welterweight against Usman. Because GSP still always keeps himself in shape. He always seems to find a way to win. But I mean smart money's on Usman these days. But I'd love to see Usman get like just two giant fights like that in a row, because quite frankly, he deserves it. Right, for sure, I agree. Yeah, and he's a guy that I wasn't the biggest fan of in the beginning, too. Like, wasn't that I didn't respect him, but I just thought he was kind of boring. And then you really just start to appreciate the effort and the work. But now it's like he's also he's not always so good. He's fun to watch. Like he he's can, he's had a lot of striking into his game with his move to Tra- Trevor Whitman's camp. You know, he, I agree with you. He used to be just clinch wrestler you know he grind out decisions and you know he added in some striking as a great jab and you know obviously added in some power so he's uh the complete package now i agree i agree all right i think that will do is there anything you want to add for this year i just thank the thank the fans for listening to the show keeping us going much appreciated you know happy holidays to you guys we'll we'll see you in the next year that's right. And like I said, next year we'll be talking. Next week we'll be talking about what we think is going to happen this coming year. And man, I don't know. Like I said, it was an exciting year at MMA. I'm really curious to see what 2022 brings for us because this was a really good year. And, and we didn't even talk about like Francis Nagano winning the heavyweight title this year. Oh. And that's a story for next year, too, because he's got like one fight left on his contract. Yeah, we might see him. Fighting in boxing or something, yeah. Unbelievable. There's all there's a lot of breakout talent this year too in the in the UFC. Yeah. That uh, you know, well, I'm sure we'll talk about next week as far as who might be holding belts in the year to come. Mentally undefeated. That's right. <laughs> all right, everybody. It's the combat cast. We're out. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Pod. Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week.